0: The style that I have now, it has a name, like he gave me a name for it. It's like modern American slash rakish, uh, which is like,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, very much fitting. (laughs) What does that mean? So modern American means like very like, form-fitting, clean, plain, not plain, but, like, clean colors and, you know, nothing too vibrant. And then rakish is where you add in that flair, like uh, like a dress shirt with a cool pattern or, you know, some, you know, eccentric pants that seem to stand out well.
1: Welcome back to I'm the Villain. So today we are talking with Shrey yet again, who is now for sure... After this episode, our our longest standing guest or our most yeah. represented guest, right? At least two, right? I don't know. Um, but anyway, today we're going to be talking about Shrey's experience with a style coach, which I think we alluded to in our last episode with Shrey, Um, the dating coach episode. So if you didn't get that one, um, you know, make sure to check that episode out. Um, but yeah, so Shrey, what tell us about your tell us about your experience.
0: It was actually really fun. Um, really? I had a lot of fun throughout the whole time. I think I went into it with a little bit of like anxiety and concern. I was like, is this actually going to be an enjoyable experience? And coming out of it, it was like a vacation. Uh, oh. like, it, was, it was amazing. I really it. Enjoyed- well, it
1: was literally kind of a vacation, right? Like you took a trip there.
0: I did. I flew to Scottsdale, Arizona uh, to, to meet with this guy. His name is Patrick. Uh, he runs a style company called Pivot Image Consulting. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I took like the Friday off of work and we did the things on Friday and Saturday, and then I just had like a day to spend in the 112 degree heat of, of Scottsdale, you know, the like hang out and stuff. So it was a vacation for me. It was a long weekend that I took.
2: So what, um, yeah, what's motivating the style coaching, the dating coaching, like this, uh, where, where's all this coming from for you?
0: So I feel like I'm definitely in a bit of like a space of transition, like mentally, emotionally, like physically. And a lot of these things I've been wanting to do for a while, but I haven't necessarily like gone out to get the support. Like I've always wanted to improve my sense of like fashion and style. Right. But it's like the way I've done that is like, I've dated somebody who's then taken me to like H&M and and we like shopped. Right. It's like, that's not really how I wanted to develop like, A personal sense of style i wanted it to be like more organic um and what i realized as an adult who has money is that i can just pay someone to do these things for me uh (laughs) and and like guide me through the process of like going from like if i'm on level two they'll take me to level seven without needing to you know do the entire like hard work of getting there from well it's still hard work but it's less hard than when you have somebody guiding you through
2: yeah this is like derivative of the I told trey on on the phone like last week that i think he's like skipping steps with his tattooing for example he's getting like a big tattoo um
1: wait did the tattoo come out of the style no no thing? but, no. It's separate, no, but the, what right? i'm saying separate. is
2: that i feel like okay. shrey is like he's he's just doing all the things that regular people do like over time but he's just doing it all at once and he's like he gets to skip the levels because he's paying the money to get people to Help him skip the levels (laughs) like
0: i mean i'm not going to deny
2: that (laughs) um okay cool well now so yeah now um tell us a little bit about i mean you told us that you you flew to scottsdale arizona right and this guy was his was was did he have a rate was there a fixed yeah so
0: he offers like a couple of different services you could do like of a virtual console, which is where he'll just like call you over Zoom and like over a couple of hours, like talk about your clothing and like other things that you can get to like improve your style. He has like a one day kind of program where you like fly out and, or like if you're in the Scottsdale Arizona area, you just meet up with him and he'll like take you shopping and stuff like that. I did like the largest package that he has, which was um, basically like, an analysis of like the colors that look good on me and like some educational information, um, shopping together to like pick out a new wardrobe and audit of my existing clothes to get rid of things that don't suit me. Um, as well as like a hair styling session with the salon owner that he knows, um, like a skincare routine thing and also photographs. So if I wanted to like update my dating profile with new photos, I could do that. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. So did you do that?
0: Uh, I did, I did actually, okay, so this is the funny thing. It's like, I, this is the first time I'm hearing about the (laughs) The, 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 when we did the clothing audit, he was literally like, none of this is going to work anymore. Uh, So I didn't have any clothes with me when he got to the photographing session. It was like literally what I was wearing, like a couple of jackets that didn't need to be tailored. Um, So I didn't really like all the photos that came out of it. I did use one of them for my dating app profile, but uh, it was, (laughs) It was just fun. I mean, it was fun to like get dressed up and get your hair done and like get yourself taken care of and then like take was it like photos.
1: Being on queer eye was like Sean Tan?
0: Yeah, it really was. <laughs> like so it was amazing. So when we when I, we first met him, like he came to my hotel room and we did the little like educational session, which was like an hour. And then from there we pretty much drove straight to Nordstrom where he had already picked like we went to a fitting room and he had already picked out like all the shirts you're gonna try on, all the pants you're gonna yeah. try on, all the jackets, everything, it was all laid out for me. And we just like tried things on to see what it was like, what was fitting. Um, if something needed to change, he'd like talk to the Nordstrom associate that's helping us. They'd bring like the new clothing to like, that was gonna fit me. And we just did that for like half a day. Um, and it was just like all the friction that I'd ever experienced, like going shopping and like trying things on was just like eliminated. Like he just like did all the hard work for me, which was amazing.
2: Wow! 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 Um. So when he when he audited your existing wardrobe, was yeah. that remotely, or did you have to take your whole wardrobe with you?
0: No, I, I took I took my whole wardrobe with me to Arizona in like a large, like very like Indian suitcase that my parents had uh, in their attic. Because I, I don't I've never like checked a bag in the last decade. Like oh, I always like a big oh, traveling person. Uh so I I checked like a big suitcase with all my clothes in it and I came back with it like pretty much empty. Uh he was like I didn't it's like you're not gonna keep any of these things if are gonna donate them while you're here.
2: That's good. That's also an added service. Wow. Helping yeah. you get rid of your old shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very important part of it. Um and like yeah, I think that you know, I, I definitely felt a little anxious going into it, thinking about like, you know, what if I don't like the clothes he picks out? Like what if I don't, you know what if he has this like image of me and that's like going to be rooted in the image that I'm going to be creating for myself. Um, and that wasn't the experience at all. Uh, it was like very much like educational, like you, he like set up like the basics of my wardrobe, like things that look good on everybody and wherever I had the opportunity to add flair, he gave me like the freedom to do that. And he gave me like some like sort of framework. So one thing I didn't mention was there was some like pre-work involved in this before I flew out to Arizona. Um, like, he asked me a bunch of questions and like about myself, about my life. And he was like, send me pictures of like style icons that you have. And I was like, I don't have any style icons. I'm going to send you fictor- like 50 pictures of Hasan Minaj. Because uh, like, he always dressed like, just really well. Um, and like he like walked me through those pictures. is like, what, what do you like about them? It's like, I don't know. I think he looks cool. He's like, well, I'll show you what I see. He's like, you know, he's always wearing like a bomber jacket. He always has like very clean pants and he has like a very – an item of flair it's one item of flair and everything else is basic so that item stands out and it was like a very informative experience so like going through like my own like shopping process future clothing process i like know sort of what to do yeah
1: did you feel like like i i understand how like having this like cool like creative process of like figuring out like okay like what do i want my style to be would be really fun but i feel like being like oh get rid of your whole wardrobe is a little dramatic like what was wrong with it like (laughs) did you feel a sense of nostalgia for like you know where you're like oh i don't know if i want to like get rid of all my clothes i feel like that is how i would feel
0: it was really hard and there were definitely there were like two or three items i was like nah these have like i have some memories in these i I really like the way they look i want to keep them and he was like supportive of that um but like most of the clothes didn't fit me well Um, And most of the colors didn't suit, like, the color palette that, like, the underlying color tones in my face and, like, skin profile have. Um, So, like, he gave me, like, a color palette, like, a literal, like, image of a color palette. Apparently, I'm a dark autumn. That's my season. Uh, It's, like, literally, like... a palette of colors I have an image thing that he sent me it's like these are the colors that look really good based on like the warm undertones in your skin uh so like if I was to wear like a bright red like that probably wouldn't be as aesthetic as say like a lightly you know darker shade of red or a maroon maybe um as an example um some greens work really well with that uh some shades of blue work really well uh but yeah like it was the first time that someone had like been more thoughtful about what colors i should wear other than oh i like that color i think i'll wear it yeah
1: from a sizing perspective was everything too big was that the issue yeah like too baggy yeah
0: most of the clothes i had were too big like they fit on the shoulders but like if i'd gotten them tailored i'd tailored them a long time ago or like they just in general like were very loose around the arms like i'm a pretty slender person so like clothes that fit me well are not necessarily like skin tight, but like are a little tighter around like the shoulder and going to my arm and like taper off a little bit more than what my clothes had. Um, the other thing with like pants was that he, like, he wasn't too upset about the pants that I had, but they all needed to be tailored. Like all of my pants like fit me well on the waist, but were like too long. Like I was always taught growing up and it's like, oh, they have to like go down to your ankles. It's like, no, you have like a full break. You have a half break. You get to choose where you want like the, the, the the tapering to go down to and uh yeah it was definitely like a moment where he's like here I'm gonna like fold this up and show you how much better it looks and I was like damn that does look better uh it was like a real awakening that maybe just like minor changes to the decisions I'd already been making would make it feel better or look better
2: do you know what the most expensive item of clothing you bought was
0: yeah I bought Two leather jackets from All Saints, and they were just, uh, definitely the most expensive things that I bought. Yeah.
2: How much were they?
0: Like five hundred dollars.
2: Jesus
1: Christ, <laughs>
0: dude! Five hundred dollars for an item
1: auto- of auto- clothing. I mean, I think this is obviously very gendered, but like, is super not bad at all yeah. for your like most expensive purchase.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, maybe. It, yeah, it's it's shocking to me. So maybe I'm just a. Baby back, bitch.
1: It's just expensive. Yeah. Clothes are super fucking expensive. You know?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like before this, would you say that you had a like style of your own? Do you feel like you had something in mind of like the way that you would, would like to present yourself?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the one thing I really struggled a lot with was like shoes uh like i would almost exclusively wear chacos everywhere i went and i think that's like a thing. same factor. brother yeah, yeah yeah but like you can't like it's very different to wear chacos like when you're floating down a river and then it's different to wear chacos to like a really nice bar that you go to with your friends on a friday or saturday night right and it was like more so for those later environments like like the you know one step above casual wear that i really wanted to sort of step up my game in especially when it came to shoes um I do think I had like a personal sense of style. Uh, Like, I I think that like a lot of it was like, I I think I had that idea down of like, if I'm going to wear something that's like a bright pattern or a really bright color, then everything else should be simple. So that stands out. Like, I think that's something that I sort of like developed an intuition for in myself. Um, But a lot of it is like context dependent. Like the clothes that I wear make sense at a music festival, probably don't make sense at like, i don't know like a wedding reception right uh so getting there and the other thing we talked a lot about is like i didn't really want to do any like suit shopping or like shopping for professional clothing because i feel like i had that like locked down pretty well and he seemed to agree with that too uh like just by virtue of being in consulting for a period of time and having to wear like suits every day like i think i had given myself the opportunity to learn how to dress well Uh, in a professional environment it was like where it's really missing is like how do i do this around my friends so i don't just look like like i just like got out of bonnaroo uh when, when i'm hanging out with them you know
1: that's the part of the process that i'm most interested in is like the sort of like philosophical question of like okay how are you trying to present yourself how do you already think that people read you based on like you know your style how much effort do you put in every day when you wake up into thinking about like what you're gonna try to like what vibe you're going to try to project that day or whatever. Like I feel like I have so many female friends who just think about that like so much more than me for uh-huh. sure. Like 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 just to me unimaginable the amount of time and effort that goes into like, you know, thinking through like okay, I'm going to like pair this with it's like a, it's like it's like being an artist. Yeah. I certainly don't do that, but I'm really curious like, you know, what what like how much of that you were doing before and then like how much of that process like you know what what this guy did to sort of like you know activate whatever that process is for you
0: yeah, I mean, a part of that's, like, the tactical question, right, of, like, yeah. how much time do I put into putting outfits together? Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. he knew about me that, like, I'm going to put in the least amount of time possible. I don't want to think for, like, an hour every morning what I'm going to wear. So mm-hmm. when we built out a wardrobe for me, we got, like, components and pieces that were very interchangeable. So, like, I could wear mm-hmm. any one of these, like... 10 jackets or shirts with these like five pants and like in some combination. And that gives me, you know, any X number of outfits that I have and they all look good. Uh, so it's that was like a big part of like how does like clothing express your functional lifestyle? It's like mm-hmm. I, I want it to be low effort, low maintenance. I probably not gonna go shopping again for a long time. So let's, you know, do the due diligence up front to do that. Then there's like the like, like you are saying, the more philosophical question of, like, what am I portraying as a person, like, wearing these clothes? And, like, is yeah. that is that something that's, like, authentic or represents who I am? And, like, that's a bit harder for me. I think that when I wear the clothes that I got, I feel much more confident. I feel much more, like, quote, unquote, myself. Uh, even if there are, like uh, – like I wouldn't have picked out much of those clothes uh of my own accord. I do think that uh having his help in picking out clothes that look good and fit well on me makes me feel more comfortable wearing them. Um whereas if I like had just bought them on my own trying to try things out, I know there's some risk that like it's not going to look good and that makes me like get in my head about like if I'm like really like anxious wearing these clothes. Whereas now I have some confidence that, like no I like myself and my own intuition but also this other person who's like an expert in styling people together we figured out what looks good for me yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah can you just like paint a picture for us because obviously i've only ever seen you as we're like recording this show i've never seen you sort of like in the wild like what what would you describe your style as pre you know pre going to this guy and then if it has changed drastically like what would you describe it as like now just like paint a picture for us yeah
0: so pre meeting this guy it was like h&m fashion and random shit i bought on the internet right like Hmm. that was that was it it was like oh i have like pretty much all things that were in the clearance section of h&m that fit me in my wardrobe and then i had like a romp him that I wear every now and then I had this like really patterned, uh, like black and white, like shirt that I got when I was in Jaipur and visiting there. Um, and then just like odd end t-shirts and clothes and stuff all while wearing Chacos. Um, this, the style that I have now, it has a name. Like he gave me a name for it. It's like modern American slash rakish, uh, which is like,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, very much fitting. (laughs) What does that mean? So modern American means like very like, form-fitting, clean, plain, not plain, but like clean colors and, you know, nothing too vibrant. And then rakish is where you add in that flair, uh, like, uh, like a dress shirt with a cool pattern or, you know, some, you know, eccentric pants that seem to stand out well. Uh, I'm probably misrepresenting it because I'm not a style expert, but this was like how it was explained to me. Um, and I think that <laughs> it's very Hassan Minhaj like it's very, very Hassan yeah, Minhaj I, I, uh, I like, like a bomber jacket with the dress shirt and, and, the, and the pants. But yeah, I think like it's also
2: very reminiscent of like if you watch QRI, Queer, Queer the modern Queer eye, like that style is what I think Tan ends up putting a lot of the guys that go on eye on like the idea of like, you know, good basics, sleek, minimal with like statement pieces.
0: Yeah, and it's like uh, I think where a lot of people get their fashion advice for from if they're men is Reddit's our Male Fashion Advice subreddit, uh, which like they have a very like specific I don't want to say like too narrow but very specific style that they sort of recommend all people wear to a certain extent. Like it's your Oxford Continental button downs and then your chinos and, and you know. Like, it's it's a bit formulaic. And what I feel like I got out of this experience was, like, something that was much closer to, like, standing out without, like, looking out of place, if that makes sense.
2: Okay. So, I have to, I mean, we have to talk straight cash. Like, how much was this? I know how much it was, but you have to. you have to <laughs> say it.
0: It was $3,000 for Patrick and all of his services. And then it was $6,000 for all my jackets, clothes, shoes, and the whole wardrobe yeah
1: like my biggest criticism of like things like queer eye where they're like oh let's level up your style or whatever right it's literally just like oh well (laughs) just have money and therefore you will look better (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i guess there's something to be said for like there's plenty of people who do have money and then still don't (laughs) like do put in the effort to actually look better but i'm curious do you feel like how much of it was like based off of something objective, like where this guy was like, okay, these are the colors that go well with your skin tone or something. Like that feels like more of a like, okay, you you could have some expertise and then apply that expertise to like come up with a better color palette or something versus like how much of it was like, like bringing out something in you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think it was definitely a blend, right? Like I think that the way that Patrick sort of guided the conversation is that he had his recommendations. He had his suggestions, but I always had the final say on like whether it was going to be something I bought or if I didn't buy, Mm -hmm. Um, like when I was getting the jackets, for example, right? Like, so before this process, I like, I told him what my budget was. Like I told him that I don't want to spend more than, you know, $6,000 on a new wardrobe. Um, And like, he know like he knows how much money i make so he was like yeah i don't think we have to like stay with HM. i think we can go for some of these other brands if you really wanted to um so it was it was sort of a it, like with the jackets it was like i knew he wanted me to get this like brown leather jacket and i was like that looks great that looks awesome i also want this black leather jacket that was like right next to it. Cause I think like that would look really cool on me. And he totally agreed. And he was like, just so you know, this is going to put you closer to like the higher end of your budget than what we originally talked about. And I was like, okay, that, I think I'm willing to make that investment because I think this is a piece that really excites me. So it was a very collaborative like process, um, definitely rooted in his expertise, but giving me a lot of opportunity to show where I had preferences and you know what I wanted to shine.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Deandre, I feel like, well, for my part, I I put like exactly zero effort into thinking about style, but I feel like you're someone who also like, you know, puts thought into like your, I feel like your style is like very based off of like merch of like the people that you like, the the people that you like to consume or like the brands you like to consume. Mm -hmm. But like, do you have that kind of thought, like put into your sense of style?
2: Yeah, I think I do. I mean, I, 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 I occupy this weird place cause I really hate thinking too much about the way that I look, um, as just like a baseline, but I also like feel like I have a very like distinct style brand that I want to go for, you know? Um, and I, and at the same time, I don't want to spend a lot of money on clothes, or, like, more so I don't want to spend a lot of time looking for clothes. I think I would spend, like, a decent amount of money on clothes if it meant that I got something like what Shrey got, which is, like, not having to work hard for it, you know, or not having to, like, think too so much about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think on a day-to-day basis, I I have, I put a medium amount of thought. If, like, if I'm going out somewhere. I know I have, like, 7 to 10 shirts or, like, sweaters or whatever that I think are presentable for going out, like, on the town with, and I have, like, a couple of bottoms, you know? I Like, I, I, I have a lot of clothes, but I don't wear, like, 80% of them, so I think that, yeah, I like to buy a lot of merch. I think merch is fun, um, and I just like to look very colorful, and, like, I like to be unique, and I like to... And all of my clothes have to go with Chacos because that's the only shoes that I ever wear. Uh, <laughs> I have, like, Chacos and I have, like, a pair of Allbirds and I have a pair of Timberlands. Um, but in the summer, I'm wearing Chacos. Like, that's what it's going to be. You might catch me in a pair of loafers on, like, an, on a really nice occasion. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I think I think medium about on a day-to-day basis, you know, like, just, like, walking around my house and, like, going out very little, but you know if i'm going out i'll is think is anything
1: not go with chacos no I feel everything like goes with chacos dude where you'd be able to work wear chacos like uh, unless it's like a super that's the only that, that
2: literally something. the only time i ever like, think that like maybe
1: nothing doesn't yeah go literally
2: out. the only time i ever think maybe this the shoe isn't for this occasion is if i'm like going to a very like a formal mm-hmm. event you know like or if i'm going to a club i might yeah. put on something else but the thing is that like if you're at a club no one's fucking looking at your shoes dude <laughs> you know like
0: well, mm-hmm. so this is something that I sort of like cross-pollinated information from my dating coach about is that like, and and you tell me if this is like maybe like not accurate, but generally one of the first things that like straight women notice in straight men that they're trying to see if they're attracted to is shoes before they notice any other part of their outfit, uh, which was like a big motivator for me to step away from the chacos. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean.
2: Oh, Papa! I don't, I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I feel like I actually, I, I, I don't know whether or not that's true for most straight women. I definitely have some like friends for sure where like they will will judge your shoes. Um, but I actually feel like I've actually met more men in D.C. who are like will notice shoes on people. Um, like there's some people I know who are just like super like, oh yeah, like I can recognize, uh, like, you know, $400 pair of shoes, like no problem, you know, <laughs> we'll know the brand, we'll know, like, I actually think that's like sort of a, more of a, I associate that as more of like a male thing, like sneakerheads or like things like that. Like, you know, this obsession with like, I mean, obviously it's like a different like context, yeah like it's not the same context necessarily, but like. I don't know i feel like of all of the male fashion things i feel like shoes is something i associate like more with men than women per se yeah
2: i feel like i really adopted chacos as a personality trait <laughs> you know it's like like the chacos i mean number one i like care a lot about comfort with what i'm wearing i really hate being uncomfortable and like in in any way like i can't forget about it if i'm like my pants are too tight or if my shoes are hurting me it's like i just—I really fucking hate it so chacos like check that box really nicely and also <laughs> like i've got when i go on dates wearing my chacos like they all i always get a comment on them i'm like oh yeah dude this is just like this is me This who i am you know and like
1: wait what kind of a comment
2: i think most of the time it's positive i think i think sometimes it's like i think i've i think i've gotten maybe one one comment that's like wow like daring Chaco's on a first date I'm like yeah dude Chaco's on a first date bro
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's you. like this
2: is who you're getting you know mm-hmm. great what you see is what you get I have, I have weird feet my feet are fucking wide and flat and like I need to have like arch support it's a whole situation you know I don't think like I I could like walk into the average clothing store or shoe store and be able to just like find shoes that I could be comfortable wearing out on a night out and that wouldn't destroy my feet but you know Maybe someone like Patrick could work with that.
0: It's so only one way to find out. <laughs> $3,000,
2: here we go. I mean, what about you, Isabel? How much do you think about this kind of thing? I know you said you put literally no thought.
1: Oh, like, not at all. No, no. I, I, I mean, like, I don't even wear bras anymore. Like, there's no... <laughs> the, <laughs> like, there's really... I just have to cover my body. But, like, but I will say, like, not for myself, but for my friends i feel as if like the differential between like my male friends who think about style and my female friends who think about style is just like astronomical i have female friends who like the the boundaries like they will sacrifice right like you know you're like oh well i have to make sure it's going to be comfortable and not going to destroy my feet and it's sort of like I feel like women have been socialized a little more heavily that like your comfort doesn't I don't give a fuck about your comfort, right? <laughs> Beauty is pain, right? Beauty's like, pain. <laughs> you know, you're going to wax that hair out of your asshole like every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and so in some ways I I like I personally agree, right, with, with the more sort of like male-coded um attitude about it, but it also I like I had a former roommate who would literally put out like if if she had a date, like fully like all the time after she came home from work to when the date started would be spent preparing for the date, you know? And there's no way that any of her dates were putting in that kind of time and effort right yeah, shot. into their appearance for the date. you know? there's like, oh, like I'll, you know, maybe like, brush I don't know like (laughs) brush my hair or something how how often how long does it take you to get ready for dates
2: um it depends on I guess so are we counting the things like that I don't do like I might need to wash my hair and that would take a long time but that like that's not something that maybe I don't think we should maybe count um Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. like
2: washing my hair takes a long time because for those of you that can't see me I I have natural hair and I have to detangle it for an hour right um but I'd say, like, in terms of, like, the thinking about what I'm going to wear, putting on the outfit, and then doing any, like, grooming associated with going to the date that isn't, like, you know, bathing, Um, that I might spend 30 minutes doing, maybe. You know, like, I might, like, I'll put on the shirt, I might switch the shirt once, I'm gonna fluff and do stuff to my hair, and I might put on some beard oil, you know. Mm-hmm. And whatever, but yeah, maybe thirty to thirty-five minutes.
0: So I think, I think it takes me like an hour or two to get ready for a date. Yeah, between like, damn, what like, are you doing? So we're not counting shower time, but like getting out of the shower, uh, doing like skincare stuff, uh, taking care of my hair. Like I have this like uh like anti-frizz thing I put in it, and these like liquid rollers that I put in it. Um, like taking care of all the hygiene things, and then like getting clothes on picking out shoes putting on cologne yeah it takes about an hour hour and a half yeah
2: um so shray now that you're you're made over i mean i know you're saying you're feeling like a little more confident <laughs> a little more whatever
0: yeah have you tested uh, it yeah. out in the wild
2: how, how are the hoes reacting to it
0: oh um I don't have any, like, objective data to (laughs) quantify that, like, I would would do some type of, like, causal inference on my, like, matches passing into, like, second and third dates and stuff. I've only actually been on, like, two dates since uh, this, like, style transformation happened. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot of positive compliments from, like, friends and people that I've hung out with about the stuff that I've been wearing, so that's always been really great. I would need some more time to collect data to do a causal inference analysis on how this is impacting my dating life.
2: Like, now, no matter what, because you're not married yet, you could say that whenever you, like, your next serious relationship is just going to be attributed to your makeover.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it works, right? That's right. How, that's how causation works.
1: Well, if you had liked a lot of your photos, you could try to, like, at least see, okay, am I getting more swipes, like, based off of this, like, you know? I So
0: I... And- If anything, I've noticed like a drop off in my matching because like I have been on dating apps for so long that like I feel like I've just reached the bottom of the people that are active on the apps. So I'm about to go through a phase where I just delete all the apps and like go into real world dating for a little while. Uh, So there's a lot of confounding variables in the time series that would make this difficult to measure. You should
1: have put a survey. You should have put a survey out. Like here are some like 10 pictures before... And then here's 10 pictures after or something and just have it be anonymous, you know, <laughs> like you could have gotten some real data around this.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the response rate would be for Hinge matches when someone you stopped talking to a few months ago sends you a survey. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well, it wouldn't. doesn't have to be
1: people who you match with on Hinge. It could just be like, you know, your friends. That's, so funny. that's
0: true. I, that's normally what I do is I shop I shop pictures around to like the different friend groups that I have to get feedback on them. But uh I, I, I just to be clear, I would love to do like a CSAT survey on, on <laughs> my dating like profile matches. I just feel like that that's just not culturally acceptable yet to really do.
2: Would-
1: uh, I mean we could just like try to crowdsource something for you right here if you're listening. Like, <laughs> 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 let us know if you want to be part of this important study.
2: <laughs> Shrey, <laughs> if Click on you- the
0: survey link in the description to this podcast episode.
2: <laughs> if you if someone you were dating or someone you were like like considering dating could hear like your appearances on the podcast would you want that or would you not want that
0: oh yeah i'm not afraid of like uh i think maybe my manager listens to this podcast now so like, i'm <laughs> really not afraid of uh, <laughs> i'm really not afraid of uh of uh people finding out nice. what I'm
2: yeah i mean this hear. is a plus you're like think you've obviously thought a lot about your aesthetic you know
0: right i feel
1: like I mean, obviously, the bar is so low, but like just the fact that you like were willing to spend the time and money and effort into like caring about you know your appearance, I feel like is like you're already many steps ahead of like the average man you're probably gonna see as a straight woman on Tinder or hinge or whatever,
0: right yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I say, the product is great, the marketing could be better, so we'll see how how that develops. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you feel like you're buying your future partner? <laughs> you feel like a sellout?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm like investing in areas in which I want to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the way that I framed it to myself. And actually I've had this conversation with my therapist about how like if I could package up all the things that I've been working on or like the dating coach, the life coach, the, the style console, all that stuff into like a single service that you then offer to people who are maybe struggling to get their feet under them again, like that would be really valuable. Maybe don't charge them yeah. you know, $10,000 for it, but like something yeah. that would at least help give support to you know, give people the opportunity to invest in areas of self-care and you know, self-actualization in the way that they see it.
2: right here we are again how are you, how are you feeling being a six-time re- re- returning guest
0: <laughs> i feel pretty great i should get like a little championship belt for every time i've been on this podcast so I can, like,
2: <laughs> yeah i think that i wrap,
0: wrapped them on my arms like a wwe wrestler <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: i think if we ever like do get big and successful we'll have to like attribute like a tenth of our success to you just by nature of how many episodes you've been on <laughs> um what is something you're doing Soon this month, or maybe, and I don't know, just generally in the future, that you're really excited about.
0: Uh, I'm going to Montreal with my boys. Hell yeah!
2: Uh. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother.
0: Uh, DeAndre, where you, are you guys <laughs> going? <laughs> We're going in November, yeah. Nice.
1: We're gonna
2: stop in Philly and hang out, uh, Isabel. Oh, nice, yeah. November 7th, I believe, is the day that we'd be in Philly, 8th, maybe. I don't know. We'll 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 let you know. Oh wow! It's election day.
1: Well, yeah, I was gonna the say day, like the day,
0: maybe the day after election. Maybe day,
2: the day after that. election.
1: Day. Don't you guys want to vote on election day?
2: <laughs> Daddy, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna early vote. Don't worry about me.
1: <laughs> okay, good, good, good,
0: good, good. <laughs> uh, we're planning on voting in the morning and then driving. Yeah. Okay,
1: good. As long as you have a plan. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Train boys hit Montreal, but not on the train.
0: <laughs> Sad. Is there anything
2: that you want to plug, Trey?
0: Uh, Amtrak, you got to support Amtrak. Support America's Track. The opportunity to do stuff. <laughs> Ride <Right> America's Track. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and take the Acela, too. That was sick. I really like the Acela.
0: Acela was amazing. Wow. Do you
1: think it's actually worth the extra money, though?
2: uh a novelty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> not functionally but like as a meme and as a novelty yes okay. like it's like it's an accommodation thing like you shouldn't take you shouldn't shell out the extra like i don't know 100 fucking bucks or however much it is because it's 30 minutes faster you should shell it out if you want like a nicer writing experience with like a little bit nicer amenities
1: like they don't even have any different food on the acela
2: they ha- i feel like they had the
1: one time i snuck onto the acela. <laughs>
2: I think they had some <laughs> some menu items that maybe. And they didn't I know have.
1: because I just hid in the cafe car.
0: <laughs>
2: like no one took your ticket because you were in the cafe car. No,
1: no, no. They actually were trying to find me. They were they were saying my name on the intercom. They're like Isabel Knight."
2: Oh my god! <laughs> like,
1: Get off of this train. And I just literally had a hoodie. I just like put my hood on. I got something from the from the cafe car, paid in cash, <laughs> so they wouldn't track my my credit card or whatever. And then I just like really tried to look very unassuming in the cafe car.
2: Wow, we need to do a whole episode on this.
1: <laughs> this is like a true crime
2: documentary. <laughs> like what the fuck?
1: Like I had paid for a ticket. I was I was supposed to be on a different train, but this the Acela just happened to come earlier than my train was going to be there. I'm like, well we're going the Acela's going to the exact same place that my train is going. Might as well just go on the Acela. And they don't check. Right? Well, so, Until you actually are. on so the So how
2: did they know your name? They like checked your ticket, and then you're. They're like.
1: They did actually scan my ticket, and they're like, "You're on the wrong train." Oh. And they're like, okay, you should get off at the next stop, and I didn't. I just hid in the cafe car.
2: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got <laughs> it. That's funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's funny.
2: Okay. All right. Enough fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. You can find us at I'm the Villain Pod. That's our Twitter. That's our Gmail. And that's our Instagram. Otherwise, bye.